You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Being experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two Guys, One Album. Hey, Paul, do you feel that beat? Is this a Devo concert? <laughs> close, close. I'm kind of waiting for our listeners, for her to sing, so our listeners can get a glimpse of who we're talking about today. I'm excited. You are? You don't sound very excited, Paul. Well, I want to I wanna go in with an open mind. That's right. It's not Blondie. It's not Shania Twain. It's Taylor Swift. With her album 1989. The year I was born. <laughs> you know, when we first were looking at this album to do it, I wrote you the text message and I said, hey, should we, we should probably do like Taylor Swift's 1984 because I thought there's no way <laughs> that she's like younger or older because that's uh, the year that, well, close to the year that I was born in. But no, it's 1989 was the year she was born. 1984 was the album I said we should do, which is Van Halen. Yes. And that might be coming up soon. Yes, I can't wait to do that one. Yeah, yeah. But this is 1989. This is uh, when I started knowing who she was. <laughs> right when she was born? Oh, no, this no, is the, the album. album. The album. I get you. I get you. The, yes. I'm excited. It's Two Guys, One Album. My name is Paul Farvar. And this is Michael Heideman. Thanks and for listening to us, guys. Yeah, we do this every week. If you have, if this is your first time listener, long time caller, um, we review an album. We listen to all the songs. And all podcasts we ever do, we always do one thing. We number one. Uh, we'll get a, fun. get a million things wrong. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. get some stuff wrong. So if we're wrong, two guys, one album at gmail.com, let us know. You know, we're just two music insiders who know everything about music. Pretty much everything, yes. And number two, all every single episode, we've had over 20 episodes, never over 30 minutes. Never. That's yes. one thing we're good at. Staying mm, on track. That's right. It's all we do is just we focus, we have the timer running right now. Yeah. And we'll see you guys in about 29 minutes and 30 exactly. seconds. Uh, this is Taylor Swift's, in my opinion, her biggest album. It's her fifth studio album. It was through the Big Machine Records label, which we'll go into a little bit mm-hmm. about how this Big Machine was actually a very small venture as far as um, record companies go. Uh, it was. It came out on October 27th, 19... 19- <laughs> 2014. See, I'm, I'm giving her more credit on her age than I should. She's still very young. Um, it was named after, like we said, the singer's birthday. Yes. And the well, pop the birth music. Birth year. Birth, birth year, year and the pop music of the 1980s. Very interesting. And you can hear it in the song, which, by the way, I haven't heard this album. I've heard songs from it. I've heard mm-hmm. this song, but I didn't hear this version of this song. Is there like another version of it? Maybe the live version, but I, you told me not to get those, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I just did I didn't I never maybe I just only heard like the I would turn it on right when it was on this part 
to be honest, I've never li- good. Yeah, I've never listened to this album either. I've obviously heard all the songs that were played incessantly <laughs> on the radio. I mean, and I really enjoyed them. In fact, right yeah. now, I think that even you and me are kind of in a better mood just listening to this it's album right happy. from the start. Yeah, it's just happy. You cannot like it. Um, ha- happy synth pop, and it's very. She repeats well, not- the lyrics a million times in the song because she's trying to get the point across that she's wanting to welcome you to New York. Yeah, and it's just, and it's not all the songs are Cynthia. I don't think, right? I think that was. Just oh, like most the- I would really? say if maybe well, all of them. Out. Well, are so, the, so far, I like it. First song, "Welcome New York." I like that uh, all our album songs are in the thirty minute and thirty second range, as required per pop culture. Yes. Not many pop songs go over three minutes. You can only think of, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. Three thirty is the is the rule. And that's the, the rule. Yeah, three. They go over three, but not over four. Four mm-hmm. was like the death march. Yeah, because in the nineties and the aughts, you you aren't able to keep people's attention for more than four minutes, especially mm-hmm. when it's still positioned as a radio heavy and radio friendly song. You need to keep it underneath that four minute mark. In fact, Always. there was I remember in the nineteen seventies, my dad would tell me stories about how he would listen to your dad was Donald Sutherland, <clears throat> by the way. If you see a picture, he looks like Donald. Yes, Sutherland. you can follow me on Instagram at Arthur Fonzarelli and see a picture of my dad if you Go want. Ahead. Your dad would tell you what uh, about. But my the 70s? dad would explain to me when he would listen to the radio that these these record um companies would have and these radio stations would would play abbey road like all the way mm-hmm. through because there was that great seamless movement of songs like polythene pam but you know what i mean and she came in through the bathroom window they all were perfect together but if you slice them up the Didn't songs work. would only be like a minute yeah. 30. well they, they created the albums back then to for people to listen to the whole a side and the b side so yeah they never but left that, a blank space to be honest speaking of which bam next song is blank space Yes, it is. I know this song. You do? Yeah. I love this song. Reminds me of being young, if it ever plays. <laughs> Did you get the live versions? No, again? this is... yell that. <laughs> I think blank space... Oh, I, you know what? Edit this out. <laughs> there we go. Hang on. Do you need to clap here so we remember where the edit is? You know what they did, Paul? They never really left a blank space. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm already in. I'm locked in. Dancing in our chairs right now. You can't. Oh, this is. You can't deny this song. My next mistake. Love's a game. Wanna play? And the cool part. I love these pop songs of the last 10 years because they are so, so minimal. If you listen to the back instrumental track, it's just beat and then little chiming bells. And then it's her voice that carries the entire song, which makes it a perfect pop song. It's so stripped down, but so good, especially this chorus. Yeah, just the layered harmonies or the layered vocals, too. It's just... It's so it goes back to the simple thing that we talked about. Even with '90s music, it was simple guitar, great vocals. This is just taking on that same concept in music, which is a simple beat, great vocals. And you can't, whether you're a Swifty or a hater, um, you can't deny she's got a great voice, and she and she knows how to and she knows she knows how to find poppy hits to sing above and and she has great producers mm-hmm. great producers like I'm kanye gl- west i'm glad you brought that up let's go through just kidding th- we know she it, she doesn't like kanye west no go what were you gonna say let's i was go. gonna say we're, we can go down the list of these producers because a lot of albums pop punk albums have like one or two she has i'm thinking Team of nearing- 47 
<laughs> so many. 47, including the late great Ahmed Wallace. Ahmed's on there. We also yeah. got... First of all, I said late great. We don't know if he's alive or not. <laughs> all Ahmed Wallace fans, please email us. Two guys, one album at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, we've got Max Martin. He was the executive producer. Taylor Swift. Jack Antonoff. Nathan Chapman. Imogen Heap, which is a great artist in herself. An amazing, Imogen amazing. Great, yeah. uh, Greg Kirsten. Greg Mattman. Kirsten. Uh, Madman and Robin, which Mad is Man a team. and Robin. They're uh, they have uh, Grammys of their own. Yeah, great. Ali great. Payami, also a Persian uh, producer. This is my favorite Grammy. Shellback. Shellback. You can't really get better than Shellback. His name is just Shelly Bakrowski, <laughs> and they're like, just call me Shellback. Ryan Tedder and Noel Zankella. Zancanella. Zancanella. Also a producer of a lot of great albums. But the, the big thing about this is, look, she is awesome. And I and I had to do a... I, I had my worst moment in comedy thanks to Taylor Swift. You um, did. There was a roast show called Arguments and Grievances. Shout out to those guys. Kevin yeah. White, Zach Peterson. Great show. And uh, a bunch of guys who Here were involved Chicago. with that. Well, now it's, it's nationwide. But I had to go against comedian, my friend Tommy McNamara, who's a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I was going to play the... I said Swifties are better. The actual Swiftie that cleans things are better than Taylor Swift. And I had to shit on Taylor Swift essentially for the whole thing. And we we I just couldn't do it. Couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't def- it was hard. And also we we were going to do this thing where we each sang one of our roasts. But then he did, Tom McNamara screwed me and decided he wasn't going to sing. So my part didn't make any sense. <laughs> But it was going to bomb anyway, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I lost. I think we both lost. I think nobody clapped for us because they were like, wow, both of you guys sucked. But um, Taylor Swift ruined it. But it was hard for me to, to, to and this was right around 1989, it was hard to, uh, yeah, the song I did was based on one of the songs here. Now that now it's all coming back to me. I've, I've tried to. What's, what song did you sing? We did uh, Shake It Off. It was a, <laughs> it was a take off of Shake It Off, and I was like, I forgot what the lines, the, the chorus was me just basically ripping on the other comedian <laughs> so as you know all of our <sighs> listeners know we do go through these songs song by song in, as order. The, in the order of the album and shake it off is coming up and i'm really hoping that paul sings it for us no ladies but and gentlemen blank space was, was a good song uh but going back to that I, like you said it's such a good song um and it was a uh, one of the many hits that came off this album but um i do want to point out that I liked Ryan Adams' version of it better. Really? Ryan Adams did a cover of this whole album from song from song to song, finish finish. Who's a established singer songwriter who was in the band Whiskey Todd, one of my favorites, if not my favorite uh, musician. And uh, most people that are born in '89 or later know him for his cover of this, which is funny. I know him it's from his, his, his cover of that uh, Robin Hood song. <laughs> you know, it's in the soundtrack. It's Brian Adams. Oh. My bad. I love when I tell a girl when someone asks me this. This is usually the the moment where I'm like, ugh. But mm-hmm. uh, when I when when someone asks me what my favorite musician is, and I say Ryan Adams, like, oh yeah, my dad likes Brian oh, Adams. I'm like, no, no it's the Come wrong on. person. I'm never going to meet girls at Lollapalooza again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't. If their crop tops are are up Higher, to here, high waisted denim shorts above yeah. the belly button, you need to say no. I just. Walk away, Paul. No, Walk away. All right, well, let's go to That's the next style. One. It's all about style when you go to Lollapalooza. What's I like the next what you song? Did there. In fact, it is style. Oh, Pusa. Another oh, good one. Song. Yes, I know. It's like it's hard to shit on an album when you're She's so into good. it. All right, so this is a really 80s 
synth-heavy yes. song. Y- y- if you if you played this in the 1980s, it would have still been the biggest hit. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little like uh, Stevie Nicks. It sounds like Stevie Nicks. It's it's really Carly Rae Jepsen um, oh, yeah. related too. You can you can kind of hear that too. Yeah. You can hear the Canadian accent. She says sorry here. Paradise. Oh, this is such a good song. I know. How can you shit on this? The lyrics are seamless with the synth beats and the way that she formulates this song. In fact, 1989 it's like a rock ballad. was so good, it sold 1.287 million copies in the United States during the first week of the release and debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200 albums chart. Seven singles, including this song. Jeez Louise. And by December 2017, 6.1 million copies sold. Million. It's hard to even comprehend 6.1. Like if Paul, if you and I were sitting in this room, we're sitting in a small uh, studio here at WGN. Room. It's actually a really big room. Go it's on. so big. Oh, well, where are you going with this? I'm going with. I'm saying if we had 6.1 million albums in here, it would be all the way to the top of the ceiling, and we would have no space to shit on any album. We have no space to record. Uh, yeah, I don't think we could fit a hundred thousand to go by your. So I'm saying, judging that by my st- looking at this, I'm very good at math. Uh, yes, I would say we can fit one hundred twenty-two thousand copies with the cases of the CD. <laughs> but if it was cassettes, would probably fit a lot more. Oh cases. yeah, I know. I wonder if she has cassettes of this. Uh, what about USBs? How much do you think USBs would I fit don't in know. here? Okay. But my well, point either is, way, it's a hell of a lot of albums, and good for Taylor Swift because this is a great album. Six point one. That's more per capita. Than where she grew up, which was where Tennessee or something. Where yeah, is she, she from. Where is she from? Um, I th- I thought she was from Nashville. Yeah, well, she lived there at least some parts. But this was the album was actually recorded in Los Angeles and parts of New York, mm-hmm. and Sweden as well. But uh, yeah, it's parts of Nashville as well. But yeah, there's more people. I don't know what the population in Nashville is, but I'm sure it's not 6.1 million. No, it's not. And and if you think that's a lot. Worldwide, guess how much it sold? Six point two million. Close. One more guess. Seven point two million. Ten point one million 10. worldwide. One. We couldn't fit that many CDs in this whole building. <laughs> well, that's yeah. She's, it's a great song. It's a great song. All it's these about songs style. are good so far. It's poppy. Let's get out. Let's get out to the next one. Out into the woods. Okay. Out of the woods. Oh. This is uh, her collaboration with Jack Antonoff, who is from the band Bleachers. He was from oh, yeah. Fun. You can tell it takes a very weird um, production standpoint. He obviously wanted to make his staple on this song. Uh, one of a bunch of rewards. Let me hear. Oh. This song. <laughs> we didn't even get to the chorus it. yet. Oh yeah, let's see. It's coming up. You know, to be honest, when I heard this song too, it was my least favorite on the album. It's all right. Oh, I've yeah. heard this song. Yeah, but I like the version Ryan crazy. Adams <laughs> did again. Really? Yeah. It is a good one. Hell yeah, his version's better. So Ryan Adams did a full album of Taylor full Swift song. Full album, and it sold more than most of his other albums. He's he's like the most prolific singer-songwriter Did he date Taylor Swift? Time. No. 
Do you think this was like, like a cry to maybe date her one day? It was after he got divorced from Mandy Moore, though. So maybe. Wow. Uh, that is quite the stab to the heart and to Mandy Moore. Well. Who was at one time a very famous pop singer herself. Now she's on This Is Us. I don't know what it is. No, it's, it's a just show. a TV show. A sad TV program. show. A guy dies oh. from like a crock pot or something like that. I think so. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I know about that show. I think that that's show. right. <laughs> and that Mandy Moore was on it and she... Uh, she hates that album that Ryan Adams put out, though. She, I bet you, if out of anybody who bought it, she hates it the most. I bet her and Taylor don't get along. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen them together. I like this song. It's not bad. Now it's growing on me. Now you're liking it? It's You know why you like it's it so much? Chorus. It's because it repeats itself constantly, and you're like, all right, I got the, got the lyrics down. I'm hooked. The Literally hook, by the hook. Hook got me hooked. <laughs> all right, what's the next song? All You Had to Do Was Stay is the next song. I like how these songs basically end after we're done talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know this one. Let's listen. All I know is that you drove us off the road. Hey, all you had to do was stay. Have me in the palm of your hand. Then why'd you have to go and lock me out when I let you God damn it. This is a good song. Jeez, dude, I, I don't was even just going to say. This song. How was, can you make fun of it? It's so good. We're we're not even a minute in, and I'm already like, I should listen to this on my way home from, from the studio. I take back everything I ever <laughs> said negatively about this album or Taylor Swift. So far, every song is good. How can anyone say she's not talented? I don't know. What was Kanye thinking when he went on stage and said he was going to let her finish? He This album is amazing. <laughs> and I know that wasn't this album, so don't, don't call in and tell us. <laughs> so good. I don't know if you're messing with me or not, but it is a pretty good album. I'm not messing with you're, you. You're liking it. I, believe me, you wouldn't know if I was messing with you. This is a good album. Uh, this is a cat. How can you? First of all, I love female vocals. I love catchy songs. I love pop. And who can say this isn't a good song? It's it's hard to it's say. It's not even on the. T- it wasn't even one of her hits. It's like this would be in a classroom about pop songs. This would be like they'd have to study first it because book. it did so well. The first everybody book. go buy this album from Target. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Swift was a really really. Uh, prolific songwriter from the start she actually mm-hmm. wrote this her hit song our song for a high school talent show and decided to include it on her first first album after she heard classmates singing it in the halls mm. um she had a 4.0 grade average Nerd. in high school yeah she's i knew it but here's the here's the caveat uh, i think she was homeschooled for most of her, yeah. her so career so it's like her mom was like a <laughs> thanks mom you did it and the people who were singing the halls were just her sisters like <laughs> No, but the thing is, like, the thing that bothered me about her, I will say this, is, like, she just had all these celebrity breakups. Yeah. And I, That's and what I she's always, known for. Yeah, like, I'd be like, I want to hear the, his song. Like, I want her to date, like, someone that's a better writer. Oh, yeah. And just be like, I want to hear why the breakups are worse. Like, really good why point. Why is she not? I want to hear the other side of the story. You know, I, I'm just I'm just like an even-keeled guy. I want to know both sides of the story. And I thought when John Mayer mm-hmm. would do it, he might have wrote something. I think he did, but... Not as good. Yeah, and Not he's a great songwriter too. That's such a good point because she is so well known for singing all of them, all these songs about these guys. She's and... dated everybody from John Mayer to John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> That's a lot of Johns. Write us if if you think that we are wrong. I just bring it on. I like when Ma- Michael gets uncomfortable when I say something that's outrageous. I he like he's going to get emailed. So people are we because really... we will get we'll get tweeted. No, everyone knows I was kidding. 
I right. don't. You don't know. She could have dated John Cougar Mellencamp. No, he's still, she couldn't still have. He's like Cougar in his sixties. No, he mm-hmm. couldn't have. You don't think he could date no. Taylor Swift? No. I can guarantee you she would never date John Cougar. John Cougar, you write us right now and you tell us, could you still date I don't Taylor? think he have anything in common. He, they probably would, he doesn't like her music, probably, mm, I yeah. guess. Probably, she probably has to shake that one off, right? Yeah, which okay. brings us to this song. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, like with, this one. Yeah, you can't not like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of sick of it now, but it's still... I remember the first time I heard this was on my way home from work in in a car, and I drove at the time, so it was a, it was a long time ago. I think this album came out in 2014, and I heard this song in my car, and I thought, "Holy crap! I need to hear this again." And I looked everywhere for it, and you couldn't find it because when it, it came out before the album came out, yeah, and. I was just like, I'll take anything, anything that kind of sounds like it. I was looking for like oh, horn so beats. Good. Yeah, it's, it was that good of a song. And even I had to learn it, like I said, for that uh, roast show. And yeah. I, like, and I was like singing it. I learned the real words. I was like, man, like, it's a good, it's a good effing song. What was your favorite lyric in the song? Um, I don't remember now. Okay. Again, it's, it's I've suppressed this memory because it was my worst <laughs> on stage bombing, and this funny thing was it was at Shuba's, which oh. is like where I've performed as a musician before, and it was just like I was like, oh, I'm gonna be so comfortable, and I remember sweating balls on stage like while I was bombing. I was like, oh, when is this gonna be over? But you needed to improv the whole set. No, I, I wrote out this. I wrote out lyrics to this thing. <laughs> okay. For the roast, I mean, we you each argue your point, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just awkward. I remember other comedians like coming up to me like, "Yeah, that didn't work, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, I know." But and this was younger in my career, like I couldn't handle bombing. Now I'm like, oh, I bomb all the time, um, as you all know. <laughs> yes, uh, go and check out Paul. Uh, th- uh, this was the first single to come off 1989. And the video was cool too. Video was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's right. She's really good at making music videos. But here's my one my one problem with her. It's not fair, man. It's not fair that she's so good because she has so many producers and so much money. This whole record label that we mentioned before, Big Machine Records, is all devoted towards her. It's all Taylor Swift. She's the money maker. Her dad created it, right? Um, Did she create it? I got to look that up, but I'm not. (laughs) Did she? No. Did she create it in her sleep? I don't know. No, I think uh, Ed Sheeran goes under an assumed name. And he just started the just, just to show uh, up. Was there. she? Did they date or were they ever friends? I so, don't even know. I've heard rumors. The rumor is that they were always just friends, and it's sadly because people say that he was not pretty enough for her. Yeah, a little too. And now he's all studly. Is he? Yeah, no, I think so. He has he's too all, many tattoos, man. Now he's got tattoos. Back then he was like the nerdy, like Red redheaded guy. kid. And now mm-hmm. he's like the stud. You know, I heard a cool story about Ed Sheeran actually. Um, and it came from this Jamie Foxx interview. And Jamie Foxx owns this club, I think in Los Angeles, and they host like an open mic night. And it's a lot of artists that come through. How town. long ago was this story from? This story, well, the story was from years ago, like 10 oh, plus okay. years ago. But this this interview happened just uh, like uh, maybe a year or so ago. And okay. I think it was with uh, Tim Ferriss. He did, he did an interview with him. And uh, Tim, if you ever want to come on the show, just let us know. Jamie Foxx, too. Holy Holy smokes. Jamie already told me he's going to come to when we do our review of um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, which is <laughs> apparently one of his favorite albums. Okay, well, well join us, man. I don't want to tell you. He, he, okay, so go on. So. so when he was at this open mic, 
this guy came in, red-haired, squirrely little guy to this basically all African-American um, open mic. It was really, you know, like a tight-knit group uh, and club. And when he came on, everyone was like, what's this gonna, guy going to bring? Why did Jamie Foxx bring him on stage? And he blew off yeah. the roof of this place because he was so good. Well, and, of course. It's Ed Sheeran. He's and, so good. And Ed Sheeran's first um, songs were actually recorded in Jamie Foxx's home studio, which is pretty crazy. Okay, Michael, you're going to edit all that out because we're not talking about Ed Sheeran today. We're talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. That makes God. more sense. Do you or wish I would? We're not accurate. <laughs> yeah. Do you, which is also... The song is called I Wish You Would, which brings us back to Ryan Adams, which is a long a line from his fa- most favorite song. Really? Yeah. What's Well, before. The, you know, the cover of the song that he did? No, he has a song oh. called. Um, no, I can't do it because the song's playing. But uh, Ryan Adams' most popular song. All, all right, I think we've hit a song I don't like. This one? Let's listen. Again, we're only 30 seconds in. I think I know, the... I'm giving it a shot. So, Come Pick Me Up, which is Ryan and Adam's most popular song, has a song I Wish You Would. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big line. So, I wonder if this is all circling back. Like, she heard that and she lifted that to create this song. And then he lifted the old al- album. Hmm. So it's just a theory, conspiracy theory. Call me up on that. Maybe, Ryan. But I don't like this song. You don't like this one? I'm not going to skip it. But so far, we finally hit a song I don't like on this album. Yes. So as our Six listeners... Song, five songs in. Our listeners Six know that in. you get one skip uh, in album. Yeah. And Are you going to take it? You're not taking your skip. I. It's not too bad. I can give you some more Taylor Swift trivia if you want. It's like... Uh, it sounds like Haim, the band Haim, oh. but like in a bad way. You, that's so right. All these um, bands are starting to sound exactly the same. Same producers. Heim. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young from the early 1980s. Early. John Cougar Mellon. <laughs> yeah, this song's not good. I think it's just too much going on. There's no hook, and I'm right because it's not even one of the. She had seven hits on this, and this was one of them that didn't make it. Now, yeah. I think the other one, Out of the Woods, should have, or not Out of the Woods, the <laughs> other one that I liked. All you had to do was stay should have been a hit on this album and it wasn't good point yeah the singles were shake it off blank space style bad blood wildest dreams out of the woods and new romantics which is on the taylor deluxe which um, we don't have the target deluxe we didn't purchase that today we're not doing that today all right what we got next we listened enough of this song it didn't grow on either of us i'm not skipping it we listened to two minutes of it Mm-hmm. What's oh, next? I'm looking oh, yeah. to this one. This was another good music video. So this one I didn't like at first, but then it grew on me. Because Anthony Rizzo's song when he goes up to bat on the Chicago Pubs is Bad Blood. That's right. This song's about Kanye West. It is? No. I thought it was a I thought it was Kate about Perry. all her oh yeah, her problems with uh, other female singers. Mm-hmm. And that's why she creates that great formulation of Swifties or the T-Swift squad in this music video, which is like Selena Gomez, um, a, a supermodel, mm-hmm. Ahmed Wallace is on there I think, and then um, my buddy Pete from high school. So the the word on the streets <laughs> is this song 
is written about an unnamed female musical artist hmm. who said the artist attempted to sabotage her one of her concert tours by hiring people who worked for her. Man. So whoever was on tour. What a hater. Total hater. Total hater. But it's a good song. I mean, it's not, of all the seven hits, it's my least favorite, but it's clearly a hit. Yeah. You can see what she did. Um, But you like this song? Is your favorite one on it? You know what? I'm going to skip it. You're going to use your skip? I'm using my skip on Blood, bud. I was going to do it if you said it was your favorite song. Bad blood. But I do like this song. Wildest Dreams. Let's see what's what's going on. Let's go on. I do love Wildest Dreams. I don't know this song yet. I don't know it by name. You'll, I know, know, you'll know when it gets to the I know the, the hook. In Your Wildest Dreams by the band. Uh, Who? The Tokens? He said, the Birds? Oh. Alanis Morissette? Fergie. Moody Blues. Oh. Moody Blues. Is this a cover of that song? <laughs> I don't know this song. Hmm. Oh, no, just wait till it gets to, gets to the chorus and tell me if you heard it before. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very I Lana like Del Rey it. inspired. I feel like she's probably listening to that album a little bit because it has that kind of airy, you know, you think about sitting on a rock near a stream. When you're singing this I movie. know this song. I don't <laughs> like it. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's definitely not... Uh, I'm going to use my skip on this. <laughs> right back to back skips that's never I happened you before. the other one. So, oh, now we're stuck. We can't we have no more challenges. Yeah, we're done. We threw both flags. We ran out of timeouts. All on right. to the next one. How you get the girl. I mean, also at some point all the songs start sounding very similar to mm-hmm. each other. You can only have so much goodness. I, you know what? I think it's just like a piece of candy where you and I were very happy when it started. We started yeah. like chewing on it, and then once it That's happened, why they call it bubblegum pop. Yeah, we kind of got sick of it at the, the midpoint. You know, I've said that before. There's a lot of albums that you fall in love with when you get them, and, and I'll be the first to admit I was a huge fan of Maroon 5's uh, album, their debut, their their uh, their um, label debut mm-hmm. um, and in the 2000s I was like this is a great every song was great but it doesn't hold the test of time you listen to it now and you're like ah I yeah. can't stand any of these songs mm-hmm. and it's and it's it says a lot about stuff and you know I feel the same way about Dave Matthews to some people will say that doesn't sound true but I feel the way about Pearl Jam I feel that a lot there's a lot of CDs that were very influential in my life mm-hmm. um and I'm sure the Swifties feel the same about this, but like in five years, you're going to come back. You're not going to like this album. Yeah. I like it now because it's my first time listening to it. That's a really good point. Goddamn right, do? it's a good point. Think... I'm a music industrialist. <laughs> Insider industrialist? Yeah. Were you like captain of Monopoly or I mean, something? I, I, I was uh, CEO and president of Shoeshine Boy Productions for over 18 years. That's true. That's true. We, we... still need to do Shoeshine Boy's uh, Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's the band. That's a whole nother project. But yes. Okay. But what were you going to say now? What what's what what did, what did you disagree? I was going to say what what album do you think has withstood the, the test of time? A lot of bands do. I think Counting Crows, August, and everything after. You listen to that song. Any song that comes on the radio for that, for me, uh, you can't you can't deny it. And there's people. There's probably albums that I would I would say that about um, Lauren Hill. I think any song that plays on there, you you listen to it, you don't hear it for a while, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and maybe Dave Matthews is maybe a bad example. And Pearl Jam, I know there's certain songs, but like, 
it makes me cringe when I hear no, certain Pearl Jam songs. I, I, I used to love exactly Pearl Jam 10. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things. Like now we're getting to the what eighth or ninth song on this, and I'm like, ah, you know, I, I've chewed I've chewed as much as I can of Taylor Swift. Although it's a good song. Yeah. Well, they they're doing everything right, but you, you're starting to see the formula. I think, which is mm-hmm. the problem with this album. You see the beats, you see the the synthesizers, the the great like gong hits of synthesizer that kind of punctuate these choruses and these verses. Kind of just flow where the, you kind of get lost in the lyrics, and you just are like, all right, another beat heavy song. I, I get it, I get it. And this song also is kind of uh, it's kind of like uh, condescending too, because she said she described it as an instructional manual for men. Like she's trying to teach us how to get the girl. Really? Oh, yeah, that's what she said. So I wasn't even paying attention to the lyrics. Let's check this I out. I didn't know the lyrics. What do I, I have to do? It's, it's written for a guy who has broken up with his girlfriend, then wants her back after six months. Oh. It sounds like every guy. But it's not going to be as simple as sending a text like "sup, miss you." <laughs> Seem kind of angry about that, Paul. That that's happened what, to you? I'm just saying how she probably said it when she. That's how she described it on, to Us Weekly. Yeah. We're nothing if we're not at care. But yeah, it's all right. It's a good song. Pictures and frames are very important. I've done that before. Have you ever done that? What's that? Sent uh, a girl that you're dating a picture in a frame? No. You know, of you two, like, you know, holding in hands? In the frame? In the frame. Do you just, like, just pull out pictures and you just put it in there for the. Pull out what, Paul? Pull out the. <laughs> Picture that was in there of you and your dad, Donald <laughs> no, Sutherland. Come on, and man! I'm talking about you and the girl. I'm talking about you have a nice photo with your girlfriend or significant uh, other, boyfriend, whatever it is, and you just are holding hands or you're like looking at each other longingly, no. and you put it in the frame, and the Never. frame says like love or something like that on it. I don't think people use frames anymore. You're dating yourself. Michael. We're listening to a song literally where she tells guys to do the frame. Thing. I have maybe had three pictures in frames <laughs> of me with a girl. And those are all like buried somewhere <laughs> deep in my closet with all my emotions. So I don't think anyone's going to see those. What's your what is your move to go to a girl who you broke up with six months ago? You're the host of Singles Only. Sup? Uh, <laughs> what, is, what did she say not to do? That's probably sup me. on the cell phone. Sup? Miss you? No, I don't know. I don't do that. I look if I'm friends with everyone I've dated. I try mm-hmm. to be, and I, and. Uh, I don't think Taylor Swift can tell me how to how to win a girl over. If I want to, if I want to get the girl, I can do it. I just need to lose about fifteen pounds. <laughs> no, you look That's great. The first man. thing I'll do. You look great. And then I will. Uh, I'll get a haircut, and mm-hmm. then you just apologize and you listen to what they say. Paul, just let and me play say some Taylor Swift as your friend and co-host on Two Guys One Album. You look great. Uh, you have great hair, and you I don't need to lose another on my parent. hair a couple times today. Yeah. Really? And this oh, yeah. is like this is a really long haircut for me. You guys will see in the picture when we take this, but yeah. it's the longest it's ever been. And I cut the sides myself because my barber has not been. Uh, we couldn't match up for the last two weeks. You go to a specific barber, stylist, same guy, Val Rivera. He's awesome. Uh, I'll give him a shout out. And uh, well, I've now been going to him for like fifteen years. Well, forget that, Paul, because now our listeners are going to try to get him. And yeah, now and then I'll never like get a jam packed. Jeez, no, he he takes only reservations and like he's very hard to get a hold of. Well, you look great. Well, you look good, man. You Thanks. don't need to worry about those six month I miss you texts. I don't need Taylor to tell me. I just got to comb my hair. Hell yeah. That's Let's go how to the... I do it. That's how I get this love. <laughs> What's the next song? It's actually this love. What? Okay, a little slower start. She should have done this dessert. earlier instead of back-to-back bubblegum hits. Yeah, put it in like number seven or in the middle of Change the album. Change it up a bit. Put a little c- caramel candy and 
and then switch back to the lollipops. Because if you're biting into a candy, you want something gooey in the middle. You can't just do all pop rock. I don't know this song. It's Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. <laughs> sounds just like it. It's following that formula. Can we just talk about the album cover for a second? It's a picture of her, a Polaroid. This is TS 1989, and it's her red lip, her famous look, but with the birds, uh, the bird T-shirt. What? What do you think of the bird T-shirt, Paul? Why do you think she would go with that? I don't know. It's something seagulls, something hidden meaning that only Swifties can answer. If you do know the hidden meaning to any of these songs or her seagull shirt, please, please write us two guys one album at gmail.com. I don't like this song. You don't like it? Yeah. You gotta listen to it though because we I'm use listening. our skips. Oh, well, I mean, we could. It's a bit of. Maybe it picks up. Do you know? Did you know this song before? I have never heard this song. It's called "This Love." It's nearing the end of the album. I think we have two more songs after this. So, did you know that there's a pond with a koi fish in the middle of her Nashville apartment? How many places do you think she owns? With seven, all of, she owns so many. Six point one million. She actually, one for each of her albums. That she sold. <laughs> she actually, oh, but she bought a, a house next to the Kennedy compound, uh, and she claims it was a short-term financial investment and not an attempt to move closer to then-boyfriend Connor Kennedy. So she can buy houses just Who's to be Who's her closer. boyfriend now? Oh, man, I have no idea. Someone she's call single. us and tell us, please. No, she's never single. I mean, if you're that busy, you gotta, you gotta take some time for yourself every once in a while. She can't do that. <laughs> she's hiding from something. What do you think she's hiding from? She's probably like a nerd in, in, in high school. Yeah? Homeschooled. You're, you're homeschooled? You're just a girl who just Someone writes country songs, and then you get all this fame. You, you never change who you truly are. And that's why all these music artists, they either stay closeted or they'll stay quiet, and, and they'll be weird around fans. Like Britney Spears like was probably... You know, a very shy little girl, and now she needs to perform in front of all these people. But I heard she's very. I don't think very... Britney was ever shy. No, she is. When she meets and greets with her fans, I heard that she's very, very. She doesn't want to be touched. She <laughs> want to be looked at. You can't yeah, say her name by creepy old dudes in <laughs> Las Vegas. This song sucks. I think this is the worst song on the album. You want to? Okay, well, you, I think we that... can't skip it, but we've already heard enough. We've heard we've, enough. Over two minutes in, I think we've got the nobody, three minutes. Nobody's in. gonna be like, oh, nobody's gonna be like, oh, you guys talked over that song. I know my, I know our people. I know our places. And then it brings us to the next song. I know places. I also know places. Chicago, Iowa, <laughs> Midlothian, Illinois, Chilla Coffee, Poughkeepsie, New York. All right, that's enough of that. Um, she also worked as a CMA Music Fest intern when she was fourteen, and that was probably her first and last job ever. <laughs> First time, first and last time she had a boss. Yeah. Now she bosses everyone. Oh, I, do you think she's mean in real life? I don't think so. You don't think I she bet is? she's like Southern nice, or they say bless your heart when they really mean F off. Oh, yeah. That's, that's true. I bet she's really nice, too. You know what? Okay. This is not bad. I was going to say this song sucks, but it's not bad. I like how she hit all the shitty songs at the end, though. At yeah. least she knows. She knows what's going on. She knows it. This is all right. It's 
any ballad, I'll I'll get down with. Like it could be even the worst ballad, as long as you can feel that passion in in their song. I just feel like it, this album started where I was like so excited. Now I'm like get, I'm running out of energy. I'm running out of energy for Taylor Swift. Yeah, me too. I'm man, we, I think I exhausted myself after shaking. <laughs> so much high energy. It's like cocaine, you know. Like you need another bump somewhere in this in this album. Otherwise, you just drain out. And you just crash. And this is, uh, this is, you know what it is? She, I know places, she probably knows places to get more cocaine, which is what you need to listen to, what you need <laughs> to finish listening to this album. <laughs> but she shouldn't do that. You should be clean. Live a clean and sober life. And that's the last song on the album. Clean. We made it, Paul. You're still all oh, I like this song. I've heard this. You know what it white stained dress? What did she just say? This is not no. She's wearing a seagull shirt on the album. Not white. She said. And did she really say that? Hold on a sec. We're gonna use the power of our podcast to go back. (laughs) Wine stained dress. Still, you know, drinking wine. What's that song? She had a famous song, and that everyone thought she said Starbucks lovers. Remember that? No. Got a long list of Starbucks lovers, and it was actually star crossed lovers. But. You're falling asleep over there. Paul. No, I'm You're, not. You, can you not take the power of the Swift? I'm listening to the song. I'm trying to analyze it while listening to you. So, I can't do too many things at the same time. I'm not perfect. You, you are perfect, Paul. And our listeners can't see this, but I guess when Paul really gets into his song, he closes his eyes and drifts back into his drifts chair. Back to 1989 <laughs> when I got arrested for taking my dad's car as a kid. What were you doing in 1989? I got, I got arrested in 1989. Really? Yeah. Underage, underage driving. I was, I was, I was. Maybe it was 1990, but I was, uh, I was, uh, I wasn't even a teenager yet. I don't and think. And you drove your dad's car. Yeah. Man. We got arrested. Well, we got out of it. That's good. I talked my way out of it, which is why I became a lawyer. Yeah. You know what? Wow, it all comes together. I'm ready to to pass judgment on Taylor Swift's 1989. I'm, I've got my rating. I want to say. Wait a second. You, Before you do that, I wanted to bring up one last thing ahead, about, about Big Machine Records. Uh, the Big Machine Record label actually had no furniture and only 10 employees when her first single was released. Which included her turtle and her dad and her <laughs> Who cares? When the song needed to be sent out to radio, Taylor and her mom would sit on the floor to help stuff CD singles into mailers. And now it has over 10 billion employees and is the biggest record 10 label. 10 billion? No way. No, I'm just, Shut up. I'm just saying. But I just wanted to bring up that last point. Right. I forgot about it. You ready to do this thing, Paul? Yeah, we need the background music to play. You can, we can play it while we're... You don't have to turn it down. It's just clean. It's like gotcha. it's a good outro. So, I was pleasantly surprised with this album. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It started strong, and then it just kind of had the rinse and repeat motto, and I got sick of it. And then she buried some shitty ballads at the end, and I was like, Ugh. but mm-hmm. that being said, I was mildly and pleasantly surprised by this album. I do think it meets all the hype. Uh, it was definitely one of the best albums to come out in 2014, and uh, and I I think she deserves all the credit she gets. And uh, people that diss her are are wrong. She's really talented, and so are all the producers that she has. I give this album, and again, our ratio is 11 is the most you can get. Yes, you can because get 11 social likes. media, that's when you can no longer see the names. And also, because we go to 11, um, I'm going to give this uh, seven likes, mm-hmm. a red shoes mm-hmm. uh, emoji, 
a Doc Martin emoji because of the 80s, although that might be 90s. Uh, a trophy because uh, she won some awards, I'm sure. <laughs> and what, uh, went before the album or, or after? She the album? deserves an award regardless. That's, like for swimming that? champ of her like for neighborhood this album, Michael. Okay, gosh. Now Darn Paul's it. getting mad. He, it's, it is like cocaine because now Paul's now is getting down. so mad. I'm so mad. We want some more. She says she knows places. Um, <laughs> and I also give it the target emoji because for some reason, and I know maybe it's because we talked about it Is it, it the Target Deluxe Edition that yeah. we didn't do? I just feel like I associated her with Target. I just feel like it's such a commercial yeah. album mm-hmm. and Target was like they had something with this album. And the, the video too was very targety. It was like red and white so seven likes and those four emojis i said red shoes doc martin shoes trophy and uh the target that's a really still seven. really stellar review especially i didn't even think about the target connection because i think about target two now back seven I, you know what i'm gonna give it six and a half I six and want, a half i want back to win. you're changing it up just a little just a half point come on okay just oh. being more precise i'll give it it's because of this song that was playing in the background. It's not like the moped scooter that you drive through the neighborhood, and then that's like listening to Beck's album. Do you yeah, remember yeah, when yeah. you said that? I, I vaguely remember that. Do you remember that? <laughs> I say things. Do you not listen? Do you re-listen to our podcast? I listen to it when I go to bed, yeah. And then I wake up and listen to it again and say, how can I be better next time? I like that. <laughs> and speaking of better, I'm going to give this album, Taylor Swift's 1989. It's a, a huge album. It took over the, the pop charts. I wrote this down before you said it. As you can see, I'm giving it seven likes. Copycat. Seven likes. I'm going to give it the blonde girl emoji, the red lips emoji, the nerd with glasses, and then, of course, a piece of candy. It's like we said, it's just like a piece of bubblegum candy. Small minds think alike. I had red lips as well. Oh, you did? But I didn't. I went with the tra- target instead because I knew you were going to say that. It seems pretty fitting. I, I figured I would, I would let it be different because okay. I was like, you know what? But that's it. But anyway, it was good. good. Again, as always, we were accurate and we stayed under 30 minutes. If you guys um, want us to review something or you think we did something improperly, mm-hmm. message us. Two guys, one album. The number two guys, the number one album at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us at our various social media outings. Uh, outings. Mine is Paul F. Comedy is my website. Mm-hmm. And also Paul Farvar, Common Spelling on yes. uh, Instagram. And, and you, Michael. You can find me. My name is Michael Heideman. I'm a, I'm a host and producer here at WGN Radio. My website is michaelheideman.com. You can find me at Arthur Fonzarelli, and that's on Instagram. Yes, that's the Fonz's real name. Yes, and you Milwaukee's can, finest. You can find me on Facebook. Just search Michael Heideman, and I'll be sure to add you and argue with you about whatever album you would like. Paul, I think this was a successful yeah, outing. Yeah, it was a good call. I will give you uh, Michael's idea for this one, and, uh, <laughs> and it was a good call. Thank you. And I hope we, uh, you guys all listen, subscribe, review. Yeah. Please review us. We are not getting any reviews on no iTunes. No reviews. But the thing, and it, what, oops, what makes me, I'm so upset, I just knocked the microphone yeah, out, of the, mad now. out of the thing. Um, what it makes no sense is we get a lot of letters from you guys, and we yeah. love them all. Even, we will write you back. Do, we are going to do our listener version. Yeah. Yes, we will. And we, we, will, we write back every single person who writes Everyone. us. But personal the thing is, calligraphy letter. We we it sent by an owl here from WGN Studios. <laughs> cuckoo. That's not you. Said cuckoo is not a who's an owl. Sound. How do you know what an owl sounds I've like? I've seen owls. They don't go cuckoo. My wife is an owl.
<laughs> God damn it. Anyway, um, so we review us. Yes, review because we want to get better. We want to be able to tighten yeah. up this podcast the best we can. I know you guys are listening, which is we we are so thankful for you guys yeah. to listen. A lot of people are listening, which we're really we're really happy about. And Shout uh, out Ryan who sent us a message, um, and we had some other friends of Paul's who were listening. Ahmed on Wallace, who gave <laughs> us a shout out. Lauren Hill called us and thanked us for uh, yes. putting her on the map. <laughs> Ahmed, thanks again for the chocolate. We can't thank you enough. It was very sweet of you to do that. So yeah, well, um, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. We'll be talking to you again when we check out the next album. Who knows what it's going to be? But- I know what it's going to be. But we're not going to tell you. Ooh, I'm very excited. All right. Have a good time. This was Mike and Paul for two guys. One album. We 